right. Good morning, everybody. Nikki Burnett here, Taste Life Nutrition Radio and podcast streaming live on KUHSDenver.com, where uh, our goal is to bring you some of the most amazing people that we can find, and we found a good one today. So I'm super excited to bring to you Kevin Palmieri. I am saying your last name correctly, yes, <laughs> just as it looks. Um, and Kevin is the... Uh, he is the founder of Next Level University, co-founder, right? Co-founder of Next Level University. Uh, has a really cool story. Um, so thank you so much for being here, Kevin. I've been really excited about this. This is going to be good. Likewise, I appreciate you having me. I'm grateful for your time, and I'm excited to see where our conversation ends up. I know. <laughs> it's always a surprise, <laughs> right? <laughs> it is. Cool. But a pleasant one, a pleasant surprise yeah, always. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Okay, so as always, we start the show with gratitude, because gratitude can change the world. Uh, I truly believe that. Um, it is a practice for me almost every day, <laughs> but uh, working, working on getting better and better everything that we do in order to better ourselves is always a practice. But uh, uh, anyway, I will get off my soapbox. Kevin, what are you grateful for today? I am extra, extra grateful for my wife who supports me in this wild mission that we are on and me being overwhelmed and stressed out and under pressure a lot of the time, she gives me space to grow into that. So extra grateful for my wife today, Taryn. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, when we find our partners who, you know, partners in life, um, it's, it really is a game changer when, yes. when you know that you can succeed you know that you can fail, which I don't believe a failure is truly failure. It's just a lesson, right? It helps to build you, helps to move you forward, helps for you to teach others what not to do. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, super grateful for my husband as well. I'll just piggyback on that. He is, uh, we just celebrated our 18th anniversary and uh, he's about to turn 50. So we're going to be celebrating him uh, here coming up in a couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, such a, it's such an interesting journey when you're with someone for a period of time and the, the growth and the change and the goodness and, and the growing together. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, it's just the way God created it, but it really is a beautiful journey uh, together. So, yeah, thank you for that. I think that's... Of course, that's of course. It's a, it's a challenging journey, too, because... Yes. Say you want to go for a run, you wake up, you say, I'm going to go for a run. It's really you against yourself, and it's you against the path that you're running on. But in relationships, it's me against my stuff and overcoming my stuff and the yeah. inner stuff and the outer stuff. And it's my wife dealing with her inner stuff and outer stuff and traumas, mm -hmm. triggers. And then it's us dealing with each other. Yeah. And when I say dealing, I don't mean in a negative way. But sure, of course. Yeah. yeah. Relationships are, are one of the things that we're all most likely going to and or aspire to end up in. But unfortunately, not everyone has had the opportunity to study what success in a relationship means, which that's always my frame. If you're struggling with something, study that thing more. That's usually yeah. a really good way to get started. Yeah, totally, totally agree. And it's hard, you know, I think that sometimes that, you know, whether it's, you know, struggles in relationships, struggles in business, struggles in life, you know, and I think I said this on the promo earlier, but so often we want to go outside and we want to blame whatever it is that's outside of us. Um, and and I, I think this is a little bit part of your story, so I want you to tell your story. But sure. instead of taking that and saying, 
wait, what is it that I can do? And how is it that I can control me? Because really, I'm the only thing that I can control, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I control what I put in my body, in my head, in my, uh, you know, on my skin, in my environment. Um, and so it, it really is about just taking a step back, looking inside, and then and going going from there, right? So with that being said, why don't you, you know, you have, you have an amazing story. You're doing amazing things for people now. So I kind of want to give people, I love stories. I mean, storytelling is just, it's, it's how people relate, right, and understand. But what is it? Where did you start? And what got you where you are now? And what motivates you? What excites you? What keeps you going? I started uh, being raised by my mom and my grandmother and not knowing my dad. So I was raised in a single parent household. Technically, I had two moms, my mom and my grandmother, but I didn't know my dad and I didn't meet my dad with the understanding that he was my dad until I was 27. So obviously that plays a role in man you see in front of you and that played many roles growing up. Outside of that, all things were pretty normal, but I knew fairly quickly, Nikki, especially in high school, that I didn't want to go to college. I can't imagine doing another four years of school. I don't like this, I don't want to do it and I have no idea what I want to do with my life. So I got a job at a local gas station and I pumped gas for several years. Then I, I got fired from that job and then I became a personal trainer, truck driver, forklift operator. I cleaned bathrooms and floors at a hospital, on-call firefighter for a very short period of time. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I had no clue where I was going. But eventually I got a job in an industry called weatherization. This is my early 20s. And I went from making $15 an hour doing construction to $60 an hour doing this weatherization thing. And I thought to myself, I made the right choice. Not going to college was the right choice. I found my thing. This is amazing. So if you fast forward a few years, when I was in my mid-20s, I was 25, I had just competed in and won a bodybuilding show. So I was in the best shape of my life. My girlfriend at the time was a model. I had a sports car, I had a high paying job, my girlfriend and I had just gotten an apartment together. Externally, I was crushing it and there is no way you would ever would have guessed that I was struggling. Mm. But internally, I was not what most people thought. I was very depressed, I was anxious, I was afraid of my own shadow, I was not confident, I was insecure. I was the polar opposite of what it looked like on the outside. So one day my girlfriend came to me and said, I want to move from the East Coast, New Hampshire, to California. And I have these big goals, these big dreams, these big aspirations, I wanna go do it. And in my insecurity, in my scarcity, in my fearfulness, I gave her every reason in the world why she shouldn't do it. Mm. Gas prices are too high, California's expensive, what if you don't succeed, blah, 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 blah. And she ended up leaving me to go pursue her dreams as she should have. In reflection, I, I know that now. And that was my initial rock bottom. Here I am living all by myself. I'm heartbroken. Who's going to love this version of Kev? Work got slow, so now I'm struggling with money. My bills just doubled because my girlfriend left me. And I had a conversation with myself that day, and I said, I need to make as much money as humanly possible because that's the only way I'm going to make it out of this. I didn't do a lot of self-awareness thoughts. I just said I need to make as much money as humanly possible. So I remember I went to bed one night, And I said, this is the year I'm going to make the most money I've ever made. I want to make $100,000 this year. So that next year starts, I get promoted at my company, and now I'm a foreman, so I'm working more hours. And we got all these contracts in these other states, so I was traveling every single week. 
and we get to the end of the year. And at this point, I had been living on the, the road for 10 months. So I lived on the road for 10 months that year. I cracked open my final pay stub, and I made $100,000 at 26 with no college degree. Awesome. Yes, I did it. But I did not feel any different internally. The bank account was good. Right? That, that I, had, I was privileged in the fact that I had enough money to pay my bills and then plenty more. I was very, very happy about that. But I was not fulfilled. I was not confident. I was still insecure. So I had a realization that for most of my life I had lived unconsciously. The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. So in 2017, I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast. Mm. And that is where all of this started for me. And I fell in love with podcasting. I wanted to have cool conversations with cool people just like you, Nikki. And I started to fall out of love with my job. I've reached the pinnacle. I went through the meat grinder to get there. I lived in hotels. I stayed up for days on end, 16-hour drives to job sites. I don't want to do that anymore. So I start calling out of work, I start leaving the job site early, I start showing up late, and I'm just not a good employee. But I want to do this podcasting thing, I don't want to do this job anymore. I'm not homesick, I'm beyond that, because I'm gone for a week at a time, I'm just struggling. And this all got to the point where I woke up in a hotel room in New Jersey, which is six hours away from where I live, I was there for work that week. My alarm clock went off at 5.15, I sat up. I slid to the edge of the bed as I had done a thousand times before. But that morning, it was like there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time, and every single one was on a different station. And one is saying, you're stuck here forever. People like us do not get jobs like this. Never mind, leave them behind. If we did ever work up the courage slash stupidity to leave, what would your friends think? There's a lot of significance in the fact that I make more money than anybody I know. What's your family going to think? I am the most successful person in my family. And what are we gonna do with our life? Are we gonna be a podcaster? That's really what we're gonna do? That's our, our fallback plan? And it was in that moment, Nikki, where I thought to myself, if I just take my life, I will take all of my problems with me. And I'm six hours away from anybody who cares about me in a crusty hotel, getting ready to do a job I don't wanna do. Now luckily, and one of the things I talk about so often is your, your community, the people around you, the people you surround yourself with. I had somebody very close to me who I trusted, who I could be vulnerable with. I sent him a message, said, hey brother, I'm having these dark thoughts, these dark feelings. I don't know what to do. What do I do? Uh, I'm struggling. And he said many things in his wisdom, but the thing I remember most was, over the last couple of years, your awareness has changed a ton, but your environments have remained the same. I think it's time for you to change your environment. So I ended up leaving that job three or four months later, and that person who gave me that advice is now my business partner and the CEO of our company. And yeah, we've done 1,510 episodes since then. And now we get to podcast every single day. And why do I do it? I, I really genuinely have to be the person I needed when I was in that hotel room. Yeah. That is it yeah. for me. I, it's not about money or fame or blah, blah, blah. I like money, money's important. I like being recognized, that's cool. But the why underneath it all is I enjoy helping people to such a deep degree that I know I would not be fulfilled if I left any of this behind. I don't want to go do something else. I don't want to retire. I want to do this for as long as humanly possible because this is truly, truly, truly what fulfills me and hopefully that'll show through. Yeah, awesome. I do have a question. It's going to go back a little bit. Um, sure. And, and uh, I hope it's okay that I ask this, but I'm, I'm really curious your thoughts on the impact that 
it has made that your dad was not present mm -hmm. early on? Definitely created a wound of fear of abandonment mm -hmm. and low self-worth. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. that, that is something. And anger. I was very angry as a child. I was not a... I remember I used to punch... Uh, CD cases to see how much my knuckles would bleed when I was <laughs> in, in middle school and high school. So I was a very, very angry kid. But I had a chance to close that wound when I was 27. Mm -hmm. My dad reached out and I got a message on Facebook from his girlfriend that said, hey, I'm your, your dad's girlfriend. Your dad would love to meet you. And I remember thinking, nope, no, 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 no. no. We're never going to do this. This mm -hmm. is never going to happen. I've spent the last 27 years of my life villainizing this man with the assumption that I was never going to have to face this reality. Mm -hmm. So I ended up getting over that and agreeing to meet my dad. And I met him at a diner. And I got there early, as I always try to do. And I remember sitting down and thinking to myself, Nikki, I don't know what this man looks like. So I don't really know how are we going to find each other. I'm not going to know when he gets here. And I saw this guy walk by, by the window, and I said, that's him. I don't know how I know, but that's my dad. So, all right, cool, this is happening. So he came in, and he sat down, and he cried, and it was weird, and it was awkward, and it was uncomfortable, and I was guarded, as you can imagine. But this is really what I took away. The, the biggest lesson for me, I was able to empathize with him a little bit because I realized at 27, I was way more developed emotionally in, intelligently and in, with intellect than he was and I realized that in this situation I am the father and I'm kind of looking at a kid mm -hmm. is that's what I'm looking at here mm -hmm. and that allowed me to empathize to the level that if he was around I don't know my life might have actually been worse I don't know if he was ready to have a, a child I don't know if he was developed to that level so it allowed me to empathize and it allowed me to forgive I, I forgave him he didn't do it on purpose he didn't mean to hurt me I realized that the person I'd given so much opportunity to impact me and I villainized him for most of my life if I take that back and I forgive then I can go on with that forgiveness and I can go on understanding that this isn't about me it's about him and mm -hmm. so yeah. that really healed a lot of things in me that was that was super helpful but yeah as a kid I I never felt good enough I never felt smart enough I was terrified of abandonment even into my late 20s I had super low self-worth super low self-belief so it affected me in many, many, many negative ways, but I also had a chip on my shoulder to be successful. So mm -hmm. for the negative, there, there was a little bit of positive. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, and, and it's, a, it's a, a lesson, I think, and a lesson that I think is an important one, that we all have to deal with struggle and frustration and, and you know, again, just the things that are outside of us. He was outside of you, but it impacted you significantly. Um, but to to be able to let that go and have the ability to let that go and, and the self-awareness of how important it is to let it go instead of, because that stuff just festers, right? Just kind of like it did yeah. as you were a child. It festers, it sits. And, you know, I think we're called to forgive. Um, and when we do, then you just can be that much more successful, right? Which is exactly where you are now. Can I ask all of you how old you are now? Uh, 34. Okay, okay. So it's been a little while, but that's, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Very cool. Awesome. So essentially then you, so you met your, um, met your, your business partner and, and built this company. What is it? So you started studying, 
right? You basically start studying, digging into, like you said, the stuff that you were having trouble with, that's the stuff that you dug into, right? So yep. kind of start there. What are the things that helped you most in understanding you, where you are, where you were, and how to get to where you wanted to be? Asking myself why is easily the most valuable thing I've ever done. So ever, ever, ever. It's so true. I teach yeah. this, and it's a, it's a very different way, right? As a nutritionist, I'm always trying to understand the root cause of dysfunction. And I, I need to know that, and I have to teach it, and I have to tell people who are, you know, have a lot more education than I do, you have to ask why. Keep mm -hmm. asking why, and never stop asking why. And I think it's part of that, it's a part of that seeker's mentality. You know, even those who... I mean, you, when you stop asking why, you stop becoming a seeker. And those are the people yeah. that I always want to surround myself with, but, with, but it's always what I want to teach is you have to keep seeking. And when you find out, you know, you find the answers, there's going to be more. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember when I started, so I started having deep conversations with people. Mm -hmm. And it would get to the point where my brain would say, we can't go any further. And there was this little, there was always this conversation I had with myself of, I know you don't want to go further, but you can. This is your brain just trying to protect you from being overwhelmed. Yeah. Let's yeah. just try to continue going. Yeah. That ended up being, okay, why do I feel super confident around this person? Why do I feel insecure around this person? Why am I afraid of rejection? Why am I avoiding this? Why am I attracted to this? And one of the biggest things that I understood pretty early on was you can overstudy and underact. And yes. I wanted to study and then act. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things I ever did, this was probably three, three or four months after my girlfriend left me, I was just feeling like crap about myself. I didn't love myself. I just wasn't confident. I said, I'm going to go to the mall, and I'm just going to start talking to people. That's it. I'm going to go buy some new clothes, and I'm just going to start conversations with women. And I was terrified to do it. I didn't feel ready to do it. But after I did it, I felt all the benefits of it. That's something you can't really learn by reading. Yeah. You can conceptualize by reading, but it's very hard to learn until you actually implement. So those were really the first things for me. The first thing was asking myself why, practicing self-awareness, and then having a real conversation with, is it as simple as I'm afraid of the things that I am afraid of because I've never done them before? And if I do do them, I'll be less afraid of them? And that really became kind of the next staircase for me. We would do something called fear chasing. And I would give myself a check mark every time I did something that scared me. And eventually it gets to the point where the things that used to scare you, like being on a podcast, mm -hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't scare me. I've done this yeah. so many times. Yeah. It's just exposure therapy. Mm -hmm. So those really were the big ones for me in the beginning. And then... Another big one was listening to people and then trying to figure out who resonated with me or who I resonated with and why. And that was always a challenge for me. I never resonated with these people who had so much belief in themselves and they said, I knew I was gonna make it here. That never resonated with me. So that also helped me with self-awareness, saying, huh, maybe I, maybe I don't believe in myself as much as I thought I did. Okay, where do we go from there? Yeah, and then just learning. I, I have learned something new. I try to learn for 30 minutes every single day. And that started, I don't know, six or seven years ago. So that was instrumental as well, but learning plus implementation, yeah. those two. Yeah. So 
Again, to back up just a little bit, because I love this idea, um, I, uh, same thing, you know, I was asked to, or, or invited to do this show a couple of years before doing it, and I was like, hell no, uh-uh, <laughs> no way, man. And now it's been four years, and here we are. Um, but I'm curious when, and I can't remember what you called it, you, you called it fear therapy, you called it something else, um, but what, give me some more examples besides just, you know, the podcast, what are some more examples that, that you intentionally did practice whatever the case may be that that was getting you over your fear holding eye contact at the supermarket ah. there's always this weird moment where you're walking down the aisle and somebody else is walking down the aisle but mm -hmm. they're at the very end mm -hmm. and my natural tendency is to put my head down and not look so one of the fears that I would try to chase was just holding eye contact with them starting actual conversations when I was checking out mm -hmm. at the supermarket. That was another one. Mm -hmm. That was a big one for me. Sending messages to people that I was inspired by, mm -hmm. whether it's on social media or just, just people, giving people compliments, especially at the gym. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, you're really crushing it. Or, hey, you know, you inspire me, whatever it is. Those were very, very big in the beginning for me. Those were huge. They might seem astronomically small, but at the time for me, that's when I needed to build momentum. Yeah. Those were big ones. Speeches, when I first started speaking, I, mm -hmm. much to your point, it was like, this is not gonna happen, this <laughs> is gonna go horribly wrong. <laughs> but it usually went better than I expected. Yeah. So that, vulnerable conversations with people mm -hmm. that needed to happen, mm -hmm. that, yeah. even, if, even if I, let's say I had to like call and cancel my insurance or something, I didn't want to do that. I was terrified of talking on the phone to people. So that would be one as well. So yeah, anything where I thought to myself, this is out of my comfort zone. And unless I was focused on and giving myself credit for this, I would probably find a way to talk myself out of it. Mm -hmm. That really is the, mm -hmm. the frame of mind I was in at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. I love the examples because, you know, it's n not everything's going to resonate with everyone, but you can start to start to think about your own place, right? I mean, yeah. for, for me too, or maybe for me especially, right? I wanna know because I'm like, okay, where where is it that I have fear? Because I think that, you know, there are a lot of insecurities and, 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 and fears. And what is it, how can I do the same thing? And that's what I would want for anybody who's who's listening. And uh, we have our friend Trip who is listening. Hey Trip. Um, he's he's a he's our lo one of our local uh, physical therapists, and he's doing amazing stuff with genetics. I love this stuff. So good, good guy, good good podcast as well. Um, anyway, so just being able to see, it's kind of you know put, putting your putting myself in your shoes or anybody else putting themselves, and just thinking, helping to think outside or helping them to go, them to go inside, so they can think what what is it that I can do even if it's really teeny tiny and small to help move me forward because really that's what you're yep. doing when you're when you're beating fear when you're when you're getting outside of your comfort zone as, as hard and as scary as it is you're moving forward you're building you're growing and then the more we build and we grow the more that we're able to help pull, you know lift those up that that are looking to do the same thing so um thank you for that i think that's really of course really really helpful of course i appreciate it can i yeah. can i add please I'm convinced that many of us have been lied to because we're told that if our goals don't scare us, they're not big enough. When in reality, I think life is pretty scary for most of us. Yeah. So yeah. what I've what worked really well for me and what I always try to tell people is 
if you have, let's say on a scale of 0 to 10, you feel like you have a level 3 self-belief. Set level 4 goals, not 10. Mm -hmm. so, or set level 5 goals if you really want to stretch. Yeah. You don't have to overcome everything at once. You don't. That's not the way it works. Mm -hmm. You can overcome things through progression and through momentum. If you're afraid of heights, you probably shouldn't uh, scale the side of a, a skyscraper. That probably isn't what's best for you. Maybe it's getting up on a ladder and then getting up on a mountain, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I always throw that out there because I think it takes a lot of humility to overcome fears because you have to start very, very, very small. And mm -hmm. even that analogy or that example of looking at someone and holding eye contact at the supermarket, there are some people out there that would hear that and say, that's what you're afraid of? Yeah, for sure. That is what I was afraid of. Yeah. You're different and you're further along and that's awesome. But mm -hmm. we all start from our own unique place. Yep. So don't be afraid to break things into smaller pieces in order to get momentum. And then you can always add. Yep. But it's really hard to set a giant goal and then subtract it because you feel like you're failing. I'd rather you yes. feel like you're winning. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I it, it makes so much sense. I remember, you know, going to, you know, having some of my first coaches business coaches who they're like, okay, what is your, what, what do you want your revenue to look like at the end of next of this year and then the end of next year? And they're like, be big about it. Be bold, right? It's, it's, it's being positive and putting the goodness out there and all the good, you know, you know, whatever it is. But I would put a number on there, even if it was, you know, $200,000, right? I'm like, huh, that seems really hard. <laughs> and so you you have to be able to have the mindset to go with it, I think. And, yeah. and, and when you have such a lofty goal and you're looking at it going, I'm just putting it on paper because that's what I'm told that I'm supposed to do, what good is that? <laughs> your brain knows. Yeah. Your brain knows yeah. if, you're, if you're BSing. Three, <laughs> yeah. three questions to ask yourself. Okay. Is it humanly possible? Mm -hmm. Do I believe it is possible for me? And then this is, the, this is one of the biggest ones that I think a lot of us miss. Do I believe it'll be worth it? Mm, if, that's right. if it's not worth it, if you do not believe it'll be worth it, you're not going to do it. Yeah. It just, it would be self-sabotage for you to do it mm -hmm. if it's outside of your core values, your core beliefs, what, what you value as a human being. Yeah. So even then it might be, yeah, I mean, maybe you could, you probably could make, you know, let's just say 200,000, but would it be worth it for all the time, energy, effort, focus, sacrifices you might have to make? If the answer is no, it's not a goal that's going to fulfill you slash pour into your cup. Yeah, yeah. So what are some, um, for, for this specific uh, uh, topic that we're talking about, do you have resources? Because I know you're a coach. I know you do a lot of speaking. You, you know, work with businesses and, and all of these things. But for people who are listening right now who are maybe just getting started, what are some resources that you like, whether they're tips, whether they're books, whether they're, of course, your podcast, which is which is awesome. What would you, yeah. And so, yeah, listen to his podcast for sure. Um, all right, well, quick question, totally off topic. Is it just you or is it you and your business partner? Yeah, my business partner and I do it. My, okay. Myself and Alan do Alan, it yes. together, and we've done it together for uh, the last 1,500, close to 1,500 episodes. That's amazing. Podcasting Thanks. every single day. Is, I think you're the first person I've ever heard who podcasts every single day. We love it. I, yeah. When I say another day in paradise, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I love it. I'm, this was my this was my dream. Good in stuff. terms of, mm -hmm. of resources, yeah, the, the podcast is very catered to this, but mm -hmm. the first book, or maybe the second book I ever read was Mindset by Carol Dweck. 
it's all about the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. That was huge for me. That was so valuable. There's another book by Gretchen Rubin, I believe, called The Four Tendencies. It's a really good book to help you level up your self-awareness and figure out what type of person you are. Most humans are obligers, and that book will go deep into what that means and how to use that. Those were really, really, really big for me because it helped me understand myself at a deeper level. And then again, yeah, the podcast is really... We talk about self-worth, self-belief, relationships, all that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a good one too. But nowadays, and there's so many good audiobooks and so many good regular books and YouTube channels yeah. that I think it's most important to find someone that you resonate with mm-hmm. and find someone that when you hear them talk and when you see them live their life, you actually believe what they're doing. I, I won't say is possible for you, but you can see your own unique version of them. Yeah. We have to resonate with with who we learn from. I really, really believe that at a deep level. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, there are really successful people out there doing really great things that I have no interest in following, and that's okay. You know, same with me. You know, people. You know, I, we don't all resonate with with everybody, but um, I love that because you know, it's it's that it's finding mentors. It's it's you know. Building your team, you know, and I talk about this a lot in, in the healthcare care world is building your team of people who are there to support you, help to guide you, help you to ask why when you don't know when to ask why, um, help you know how to search and dig and understand and, and support and all of those things. But, you know, we need those people, whether it's in business, in health, in, in, in relationships, you know, we need our people who we trust would some paid some not paid right um but who we trust who are there to we know are going to do their best for us because we need to be able to do our best for for others who need us as part of their team so it's so important um finding your mentors finding your people who are who've already been through it you know yeah 100 100 percent. you can skip steps yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right, you, for sure. You yeah. can skip steps, and mm-hmm. you can avoid you can avoid certain pieces of pain that the other person has already experienced. So they can say, "Hey, if you keep going the way you're going, you're gonna run right into that wall. Why don't you take a left?" Yeah. Oh, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. So, yeah, <laughs> this it's, it's super helpful. beneficial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think at a deep level, Nikki, a lot of us don't feel understood by certain people in our lives. Mm-hmm. If if you've never podcasted. You can't really understand Nikki at the level I do in in that regard. Yeah, right, right. And vice versa. If you've never gone to the gym, you can't really understand what it's like to, to have that kind of challenging workout. So mm-hmm. if you want to feel more understood and you want to feel like people get you, finding people who are doing things similar to you or in a similar way or have similar experiences is always good. Yeah, we can all try to empathize, but there's a difference between empathizing and having the experience. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. I'm sorry. I'm reading my notes because I know there's there there are some some things that you have um, you you sort of you listed on your website, which all makes so much sense, and I appreciate that because I wanted to kind of just just hit on them a little bit here. But there's some common challenges, and so that's what what you wrote these common challenges, and it's so true um, because I think you know we want to you're speaking to most people who are out there, right? Which is why they're common challenges. I mean, that was, I guess, a given. But, but, you know, one of the things that that you said, this first one was not knowing where to start or where you're going, which Mm -hmm. feels like 
you're like, how can I not know where I'm going and how can I not know where to start? But, you know, kind of like what you said earlier, you're sitting there with, with you, the, t- the 10 TVs going on and, and, and not knowing what it is, what the next step is, or how to listen and what to listen to. And so what, are, what, are, what would be some guidance that you would give people, whether you're working with them or you're you know, just talking to whomever, on what is it, and we I hit on this a little bit already, but what is it that they can do to kind of, it's, it's that about getting unstuck, essentially, right? Because yeah, we yeah. can just be so stuck and we can have these blocks. Yeah, well, one of the, so the analogy we use is we, we think about when you go to a mall, and there's that kiosk that says, you are here. Mm-hmm. I love that. If you didn't know where you were, it doesn't matter that the Nike store is on the third floor in the right corner because we don't know where we are. So yeah. we, need, we need contrast. We need to know where are we starting from in order to get to where we're going to. So that's just a kind of a, an analogy for that. Mm-hmm. Usually the, the place I like to check in with and start is let's talk about your core values. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your core beliefs. And let's talk about what you think your core aspirations are. Mm-hmm. Because I think one of the reasons a lot of people feel stuck is because they don't really understand what they value. They do to a degree understand what they want, but they don't necessarily understand who they are or who they aspire to be. There's a big difference between knowing what you want and knowing who you want to become. Yeah. So just as an example, yeah, I would say sit down and write out what are your core values. So let's just say one is charity, self-improvement, fitness, honesty, vulnerability. Okay, cool, boom. What are your core beliefs as a human being? Fitness is essential, self-improvement is the way, whatever, if you have extra money, you should give it to someone, cool. And then let's be brave and write out as many of our core aspirations as we can, really core goals. Well, I'd like to be financially free someday, okay, cool. I want to do, I wanna be on the cover of a magazine, I wanna do a fitness show, I wanna have an amazing marriage, I wanna get married in, in Fiji. Okay, cool, let's write all those down. Yeah. Now we are more self-aware than we were before we did that exercise. Mm-hmm. Now, are you 10 out of 10 self-aware? Are you 10 out of 10 clear? No, because now we have to implement on some of those things. Mm-hmm. So usually that's where I like to start. I like to start from a place of clarity. Yeah. The other thing that I like to do is I like to ask somebody what really motivates them. So if we think about motivation, a lot of people say, you know, money's motivating, mating is motivating, finding your partner, your mission, the purpose of life is motivating, movement, being able to do what you want, when you want is motivating, and then mastery, getting really good at something. Those are all motivators. But oftentimes, the things that motivate us are directly in, they're in entanglement with what we want in life. So let me just frame it this way. I was working with someone one time and he said, I want to be an orthodontist. I want to be an orthodontist who has his own practice. And I said, all right, cool. Aspiration, core aspiration, awesome. Let's check in with your core values and your core beliefs. What do you value as a human being? And he said, movement and freedom. I want to be able to do what I want when I want. I said, all right, cool. What else? Um, Mastery, I want to get really good at stuff. All right, cool. Let's just talk about this movement slash freedom thing. You do know if you're going to be an orthodontist, you're gonna have to go to school for like eight years, right? And he said, yeah. And I said, do you think that might play into you being miserable since you're not gonna have any movement slash freedom for the next eight years? And then when you open a practice, you're gonna probably have to be stuck there there for a few years, right? And after that conversation, he switched what he wanted to do, and now he's a real estate investor. Oh, interesting. 
just a conversation like that where someone says, hey, I know this is where you think you want to go, but based on the things that you've told me about yourself, I think if you do get to that destination, it's not going to be what you thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. That's all self-awareness. Yeah. But sometimes it, somebody asking you the question helps. But yeah, that's, a, that's what I would do. I would sit down with those things, core beliefs, mm-hmm. core values, core aspirations, and then talk to yourself about what really motivates you. Mm-hmm. If nobody was there to judge you or shame you, what are you really motivated by? And is that in alignment with what you're aspiring to? But it's, 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 that's why it's so important to have, whether it's the coach or, you know, again, going back to the team, people who can question you like that. Because I know for yeah. myself, and I say this a lot, because I often, you know, this is what I know, because I don't know what's over here. I've never seen it before. And I don't know what's over here. I've never seen it before. So somebody can, you know, I'm talking about all of these things, and then somebody says, well, what about this? And one of the blinders just came off. I'm like, holy smokes. It makes mm-hmm. so much sense. But I didn't know because I didn't really think about it. And it helps to have the people to 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 help you think outside of your own box. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 People have cheat codes you don't have. It's, it's, yes. it's always going to be, <laughs> when I was young, my mom used to play, she used to like Zelda. There's a video game called Zelda. And I remember she bought the strategy guide because she got stuck on one of the levels. And that's kind of what having a mentor or a peak performance partner is. Mm-hmm. You're using somebody else's knowledge to help you speed up your experience towards success. Yeah. That's it. You just got to make sure they're, they're trustworthy, vetted, and aligned. Yeah, 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 for sure. One of the things you said on here too, which I think I think is is so true for so many people, um, is not knowing how to set goals or what goals to set. And you think that it's so so simple, but it's not. And 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 you know, it, so much it goes back to what you're saying. It has to be in alignment. But you have to, you know, how how would you help people? And maybe it's the same answer. I don't know. But are there things that that you would tell people? Okay, if you want to set goals. I mean, again, you've got to be in alignment. You've got to know what your mission is. You've got to know what your values are. Is there anything outside of what you already said if you want to help somebody understand how to start setting their goals for where they want to be? Yeah, usually break your goals up into health, wealth, and love. Mm-hmm. E- yeah. Easily, that's an easy way to categorize yeah, what sure. kind of goal is this? Is it health goal, mm-hmm. wealth goal, love goal? That, and then very much to what we talked about before. Okay, let's imagine that we have a 100% goal that's something that we believe within 100% of ourselves that we can accomplish. Mm-hmm. So could I get on the floor right now and do a push-up? Yes, I believe that with 100% of my being. Then we have a 99% goal. Could I do 10 push-ups? Yes. Then we have, let's just say we have a, a 60% goal. Could I do 30 push-ups? Yes. And it just keeps pittering down until you get to the point where it's like, what's a 1% goal? What do I believe with 1% of myself that I can accomplish? A 60 and I was trying to do 60 push-ups right now, that might be the end of me. <laughs> so, so figure out what piece of that goal is aligned slash quote-unquote realistic for you. So if here, here's why. Because New Year's is coming. New Year's will be here in a couple months. Mm-hmm. What happens for a lot of us is we say, okay, it's New Year's resolutions. I'm going to lose 50 pounds this week, uh, 50 pounds this year. That's such a long, drawn-out goal for most of us, we don't believe it's actually possible, yeah. going back to what we talked about before, yeah. where if I sat you down and said, well, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you believe you could lose 10 pounds this year? You might say 100%. Awesome. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. Or 
let's break the goal down to even smaller. Do you think it would be a good goal if we said you're going to go exercise three times a week to start? That's a great goal to have. That's a great goal. So yeah, I would break it into health, wealth, and love. Yep. And then I would really think of focusing on the process of the goal as much, if not more, than the result of the goal. Yes, we want to accomplish blank, blank, and blank, but what are the actual steps to accomplishing blank, blank, and blank? You want to make more money, we have to focus on getting more sales or learning more about our craft or maybe spending less money. If you want a better relationship, there's certain things you're going to have to focus on there. If you want a better body, there's certain things you have to focus on there. So yeah, focus on the approach just as much as you would the end result that you're aspiring for. Right, right. Very good. So one of the things that you have on here too that I really love and really goes into what you're saying right now is giving yourself permission to take messy action. Ah, <laughs> yes. That's really good because at least you're taking action, right? Yeah, it, perfection, perfection and perfectionism are two things that are very dangerous and usually don't exist. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons a lot of people don't finish is because they don't start. Mm -hmm. They're waiting on the right day, yeah. the right time, the right weather, the right feeling. Mm -hmm. And here's the interesting thing about messy action. Messy action creates results, but it also creates feedback. When you don't get feedback, it's really hard to improve. Yeah. So imagine a plane on the runway that's never taken off. I don't know what's going on. It looks good, it looks cool. Does it fly? I don't know. Does it fly straight? I definitely don't know. Messy action is, is very important when it comes to that. And most, what I've seen is most people who deal with perfectionism, they work really, really diligently to improve. So by the time they, let's just say you're creating an online course, hypothetically, you create the online course, and then you're waiting and waiting and waiting. I gotta change this, I gotta change this, I gotta change this. Six months goes by, mm -hmm. and by the time that six months goes by, that's old news, and you're so much better than you used to be, now you're definitely not gonna release it. Yeah. And then the same thing happens again. So one of the things I always tell my podcast clients is ideally, this is what would happen, blah, 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 blah. Realistically, I think we should just do it. Yeah. Don't worry about it because mm -hmm. we can always fix it. I would yeah. rather you be out there and get feedback than be behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, messy yeah. action. Yeah. That is the way we do our business. I love it, I love it. Well, and it makes so much sense. Um, you know, I know that I, I have a tendency to be a procrastinator and I want things to be right, but I, it's a constant reminder for myself, you just gotta do it and you just gotta go because it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. And so yeah, that's it's part of it. Um, so let's do this. Let's talk a little bit about, because this, one of the things that you just hit on is you're a podcast coach, so you've helped people to build their podcasts. You mm -hmm. also do speaking. You do um, corporate coaching, right? Yeah, all um, sorts of stuff. Yeah, all yeah. sorts of stuff. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the things that you're doing where you're helping others just to get better, whatever it is they need to get better at. I was at uh, lunch with a friend one time and they said, you should really start helping podcasters. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, nor do I know how to do that. And yeah. I think we were probably 400 episodes in at this point. So Which imposter syndrome was big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imposter syndrome was big. So at that point, yeah, we started a podcast production slash coaching company to help podcasters. Because if you have a message, you have a mission, you want to get people to know about it. A podcast is a great way to do it. And then within our, our community, we do one-on-one -on -one coaching, whether it's business coaching, peak performance coaching, 
relationship coaching, we have all that. We do group coaching, and then we have a lot of free stuff too. So every month we do a free virtual event on Zoom for people who aren't necessarily in the market financially. We do the podcast every day, obviously. We have free courses, we have paid courses, we have an app that helps you track your habits. At the end of the day, the, the ultimate goal is no matter what your self-improvement point is or your financial set point is, there's somewhere for you. You don't have to pay to play. You can listen to the podcast or there's a bunch of other stuff. Or if you are someone who wants more results out of life, then we can help you do that as well. But everything is with a through line of heart-driven, but no BS. Heart-driven. <laughs> I love that, yeah. I, I love you enough to tell you the truth. Yeah. And I really genuinely care, but the no BS is I, I will not sugarcoat it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. You're most likely not going to succeed at the level you want unless you put in that level of effort. Yeah. Just the real stuff that mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are leaving out on yeah. social media, especially nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you hear so often, uh, yeah, I put out a course and I made my first, you know, million dollars. You're like, yeah. Really? How does that happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about relationship coaching. Because I, you know, you, I, I know that you do, a, again, you know, a lot of the self-improvement and mindset and all about, you know, how can I be better at what I'm doing? But obviously relationship coaching is a part of that. But I mean, I'm just going to say this. You're not a therapist, right? So, so what is that? What does that look like? Yeah, it looks like having conversations with people and then just digging, yeah. really. Mm -hmm. you, I think you said this earlier, it's your job and your goal to get to the root, mm -hmm. right? There's a drastic difference between what somebody says is actually bothering them and what actually is bothering them. Yeah. So yeah, it's usually open conversations mm -hmm. with a place of safety and vulnerability with the core goal of everyone to improve and get closer. Mm -hmm improve the relationship, improve your relationship with yourself and get closer. Mm -hmm. And then it's just going in and saying, all right, what's going on right now? Well, I feel this, I'm dealing with this, okay, cool. And then you just kind of ask questions and you keep going, you dig deep, you dig deep, you dig deep, you dig deep. That really is it in a nutshell. That's kind of everything we do is, it's identity work, yeah. is really what it is. Yeah. Because your identity is dictating most of the results you have in life. If you identify as someone who isn't consistent, that's where we got to start mm -hmm. because you're never going to identify as someone who is consistent if you don't understand you don't first. Yeah. The same in a relationship. You can identify as someone who is needy. It's like, okay, well, what does that actually mean? What does that actually mean to you? Okay, let's dig there. Let's dig there. Okay. Yeah. How does that affect your partner and your relationship? So really, yeah, in a nutshell, we talk a lot about identity and it's usually layer one truth, layer two truth, layer three truth. Those are usually just ego, fear, insecurity, when you get down to the root, that's usually where you start to see, oh, okay. Yeah, so in your last relationship, you were yeah. taken advantage of and uh, undervalued, and now you're holding yourself back because you're afraid if you overgive, you'll get taken advantage of again, and this partner thinks you're pulling back. Okay, okay, let's let's address that and kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting, um, and I'm so grateful for, for the, this whole sort of holistic approach to not just trying to cover up and address the surface symptom, right? So, for, you know, for me, it's let's not give drugs, even supplements, right? They can they can uh, cover up symptoms. We gotta keep digging, and so it's all about knowing the questions to ask and how to ask them and how to dig. 
And I think what's great about it too is I know for for me, I'm I I think I'm it's sort of a natural at asking questions about stuff that I know about, which is where you are too, but it's also teaching those who you're working with also how to ask the right questions and yeah. keep keep digging. Um, and yeah. I think that it's really important because we gotta know we gotta know how to do it and we gotta know why to do it, at least to to an extent, right? Even if they're not not the professional. But um, I, I, I do love that. I love that we are, I, and again, going back to being a seeker, I, I literally try to surround myself and anybody I bring on this show with people who are seekers and who can, who can just put it out there, right? I think it's just so important. I do want to hit on a little bit, you said it, I want to talk about ego. Sure. Um, and what is it when you're, when you are talking about ego and how that plays a role in all that you're dealing with. I think I just, more than anything, because I put it on here, it says, let's talk about ego. I was like, that's what I wrote down. Let's talk about ego. <laughs> so how, does, how, do, how are you helping people? Because how are you helping people with their ego? Yeah, it's, it's first understanding that your ego is your protector. Yeah. So I, a lot of people have determined that ego is negative. Ego can manifest negatively, but the ego's job is to protect you from truths that you may not be ready for yet. So it, it usually, again, when you're in a safe place with someone that you trust and you feel vulnerable or you feel like you can be vulnerable with, a lot of magic can happen. Yeah. Because I might be able to say something like, do you really feel like that or do you think you're protecting yourself? Is this a protector or is this really you? Is this core you or is this a protector? Did I say something that triggered you? So one of the things we'll often say in our group coaching, Alan, my business partner, is very intense. He's an engineer, he's very intense. And we will literally say at the beginning, Alan most likely is gonna trigger you. Please don't let your ego drive and just try your best to not dislike him the second he starts talking. Because <laughs> if that happens, you're gonna leave yeah. and you're gonna have a very negative experience. Yeah. So your ego is gonna try to protect you and say, mm, this guy isn't like me, mm -hmm. this guy's bad, potentially. But as you do more work, more work, and more work, and you have the self-awareness that we've been talking about, you get to the place where you say, I'm not like this person. This person is not like me. I feel some type of way. Is this a me thing or is this a them thing? Mm -hmm. But that just comes from the work. That comes from having those conversations with yourself. So that's, yeah, that's really what we're doing is mm -hmm. just saying, okay, is this, who's driving right now? Yeah. When you're triggered, who's driving? Your ego is trying to keep you safe, but you're at a place right now where you can handle that level of truth. Mm -hmm. You don't need to run from that. That's not gonna serve you any longer. Right. But there are still places where maybe your ego is protecting you, which probably is beneficial, mm -hmm. depending on your level of self-improvement, your level of self-awareness, and the work that you've done. Right, right. Well, and it's the beautiful thing about the way that we're created, right? We're created, our body is here, our body, our mind, our soul, our spirit, every part of us is here with the intention to keep us here, to protect us, to love on us, to keep us alive, all of these basic innate things that it's built to do. And sometimes it just goes a little haywire. And like you said, yeah. having the self-awareness to understand when it's a little haywire, but it takes that, it takes, again, goes back to takes that learning, takes that digging, takes that understanding, takes that, um, you know, that introspection, that digging in and learning about the why, which is hard. It can oh, be yeah. really hard for yeah, people. Yeah, but there's, and that's why there's no replacement for the work. Yeah, just, yeah, for sure. 
there's a when we talk holistic it's just it's it's health wealth and love a lot of what we're talking about today is just inner stuff mm -hmm. it's just yeah. inner work yeah emotional health mm -hmm. is kind of what we're talking about today yeah. that's one facet of life and i find that if you go really all in on that that unlocks a lot of the other stuff but i don't know there's no i don't think there's a shortcut to work like that i don't think there's any way to avoid it i don't know if you could speed it up I think you have to go through it, you have to experience it, you have to see what it feels like for you, and you have to have those dark nights where you think, I don't know myself at all, mm -hmm. and you have many identity crises, and yeah. eventually it gets to the place where you start to really understand yourself, and then at least you feel like you're in more control than you have in sure. the past. Yeah, yeah. So I want to make sure that um, you, you know, I, I know you talked about what you do, but people know where to find you, how to find you. You know, if there are other if things, if there are things that we haven't hit on, um, I want to, I just want to make sure that people know how they can get in contact with you because I just love what you're doing. It's really cool. I appreciate, it. I appreciate it very yeah. much. Mm -hmm. no. Thank you, thank mm -hmm. you. I I always just say search the podcast because it's free, and yeah. if you like the podcast, maybe you'll hear the other stuff we do. So Next Level University, mm -hmm. we're on all the podcast platforms as well as YouTube, and then yeah, our our website has everything. It has our contact information. That's nextleveluniverse.com. So either of those places is a really good place to go. You'll find a bunch of free stuff, and our emails are on there too. If you ever have any questions or episode recommendations, wherever it may be. So I want to talk a little bit more. I meant to do this a few minutes ago, and I didn't. Your monthly meetup. Mm. Um, and so this is just, well, just tell me about it. Tell us about it. Yes. So we think to ourselves, okay, what's a valuable topic? Mm -hmm. So last one we did was on... Uh, what was it? How to how to communicate a, vulner a vulnerable truth. That was our last monthly meetup. Okay. So we create a private Zoom room that we share with people who reach out and ask for access, and we just kind of do a speech. It's just a presentation where we okay. do an hour of a slideshow. It's stories, lessons, examples, frameworks, and when you attend, you can ask questions, you can raise your hand, you can write in the chat. So it's pretty much just a, a speech. Okay. But it's every single month. We've done it for 24 months as of this month. Okay. And it's always free. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a free speech slash coaching session for anybody who wants the opportunity to get to connect with us behind the scenes. And it's one of the rare things we do that's not recorded. We okay. don't record yeah. it because we want everybody to feel safe. Yeah. Everybody have the opportunity mm -hmm. to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are our monthly meetups in a nutshell. Yeah. I love that. Um, and so this is something that people can join I know they reach out to you but they can join in at any time do they yep. do they register for each one can mul anybody can come at any point just as long as you just let them in yeah 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 we have a, a landing page on the website for okay. monthly meetups where mm -hmm. you'll have the registration link and you can sign up there and yeah you can come to the, the more the merrier we would love to have you as, as long as you feel like it would be beneficial and a win-win for you nice nice very cool Talk a little bit about your, and you did a little bit, but a little bit more about your business partner because you both, you have different roles in the organization, yes? Yes, yes. yes. Uh, my business partner, him and I actually went to middle school and high school together. Oh, wow. We were good friends in middle school. We were not good friends in high school. Just, that's just kind of the way it worked out. Mm -hmm. And then I ran into him at a party when we were in our early 20s, and that's when we reconnected. And he has been mentoring me every single day since I was 26. So pretty much for the last eight years, he has been the mentor I've talked to. I don't know if there's a day that's gone by where we haven't spoken. We talk every single day. We record a bunch of episodes together. Mm -hmm. 
but he is more the business mind. He is more the long-term visionary. He is the data analytics metrics guy where I am more the conversations, building relationships, that type. I'm the emotionally driven one. He is more yeah. the logically driven one. Yeah, and yeah. it's been very beneficial because we've learned a lot about the other side. Yeah. I'm way more confident now because of him, but he's way more emotionally intelligent intelligent now because of me. So yeah. we've driven to five, as we call it. I love that. I love that so much. Well, this has been really great. You're, I mean, just getting out there and and helping people to be better. I mean, that's really what it's what it's all about. Um, yes. And then it, with the goal also of others helping us to be better, right? That's all I care about is to learn and to grow. And then those who want to learn and to grow from me, even that's awesome, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So it's, it's the it's, best. It is the best. It really is. So grateful for your time, grateful for all that you're doing. Um, reach out to, or go to the website, reach out, whatever it is that you're called to do. Uh, really great information on the website. I, I love the freebies as well. I'm going to come join your group. I want to be a part of that and see what that's all about. Um, I love what you're doing. So um, anyway, you can find, say, say your website one more time. Nextleveluniverse.com. So it's, that's what got me, and that's why I wanted you to say it, because it's not <laughs> Next Level University. It's right. the Next Level Universe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Okay. Um, and then, of course, you can find me, tastelikenutrition.com. We are streaming live here every Thursday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time uh, uh, on Uh You can find us there. You can find us. All of the social media is Taste Like Nutrition. Uh, you can also find us, uh, if you're looking, if you're those who are looking for planning to grow your family. This is uh, a big deal to me to to create awareness around the magic that you have in creating, literally creating the wellness of the future and creating the health of the future. Um, what your body is today will go on for generations, literally. Uh, there is really great evidence behind that. And so that's, that's where I am, is I wanna create awareness around this. And I know that that there are a lot of people out there who are struggling a little bit, whether it's to get pregnant or if they should get pregnant or whatever the questions are, both men and women, and that's what I want. I just want to, I want to, you know, get rid of the struggle, right? And then to create that healthy future. There's, we have so much, it goes back, you know, we're talking about accountability and what it is that we can do. I think so often we think that I'm just one person and I can't do anything and it's just not real. It's not right. We can do so much as individuals to, to bring health and to bring goodness so um, reach out if you have questions you can go to the website uh, there's a free assessment on there I reach out to you we'll chat about it um, and then of course the podcast we have uh, so many really cool amazing interesting people so join that uh, every Thursday 10 a.m. and then of course it's always you know on any of the podcast places that you love to go to so all right, I'm going to stop there. Mm -hmm. Thanks again, Kevin. It was really great Thank to you, see Nikki. you again. Uh, look forward. If you want to, we'd love to have you again. So um, good times. I'm in. All right, awesome. Consider it done. Perfect. Love it. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Bye, Trip. See you all later.